Hello and welcome to Things I Wish Someone Told Me About God with Eric Green, author, producer, songwriter, recording artist, and senior pastor of the Father's House in Eugene, Oregon. I'm your host, Cody Willis, and I'll be facilitating this podcast and interviewing Pastor Eric on a variety of topics pertaining to our walk with God, the ministry of the gospel, and the practical outworking of our lives in Jesus Christ. So, thank you for joining us for a lively discussion that we hope challenges and inspires you to think more deeply and biblically about your relationship with God and men. Most importantly, Pastor Eric believes we should all be learning more and more about our God because he has a beautiful purpose and a plan for you. In today's episode, God's Call to Preparation. I'm here with Pastor Eric Green of the Father's House in Eugene, Oregon. And and Pastor, um, we're talking about preparation today, but first I just want to briefly discuss your teaching series right now on finishing well or finishing strong, because this conversation and the conversation we're going to be having over the course of our next couple of episodes is really just a spinoff of that. So tell us, why is finishing such an important conversation to be having right now, Pastor? Thank you, Cody. I appreciate that question because finishing is really what this life in Christ is all about. Our salvation, as we say often, is not the end of anything. It's the beginning of everything. So uh, when we were saved, it's not that God whisked us off uh, into heaven and everything uh, became good and wonderful and finished at that point. But we were just beginning uh, the walk, which we're still on and which we will be on until that day the Lord calls for us. And it's very, very important for us to to live daily in a way that will speak well of us when the Lord looks back on our days and we give an account for those days. As uh, Dr. Susan Scott says in her book, Fierce Conversations, the way you live your days is the way you live your life. And so how we finish has to do with how we live right here and now. So that just gives us what I think is a, is a comprehensive perspective on the lives that God has given us, that the way that we live and the way that we live tomorrow and the way that we live every day until uh, he calls us to himself is very important because those things come together to form a testimony and to create a witness, a witness that points at Jesus Christ. So finishing strong has to do with living strong today because it's not possible to finish strong tomorrow or years from now if we don't do well with God has given us right now. So that it just, it just has to do with paying attention, paying the kind of attention to God and the things of God the way we ought to. Now, if you're interested in that teaching or any of Pastor Eric's other teachings, you can find a link in the episode description. So, Pastor, you said in one of your other recent teachings, knowing what's going to happen and being prepared for it are two completely different things. What did you mean by that? Well, I believe that all true ministry is prophetic. And when we use the term, when I use the term prophetic, uh, what that means is uh, a, a perspective that God has that takes into account yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It doesn't always have to do with tomorrow or, or being predictive in any way, because prediction and, and uh, prognostication and prophecy are completely different things. But being prophetic is knowing what God has to say about every situation, and therefore being prepared to deal with those situations and the things that come our way according to what God has said. Now, you're right. One of, the things, one of the things that I say often is that prophecy and prophetic ministry is not given to us to tell us what's going to happen next, but that we are prepared whatever happens next. 
And I think that's very important. As I mentioned before, prediction and prognostication, knowing what's going to happen or concerning ourselves with what's going to happen is never the point of prophetic ministry. The point of prophetic ministry is being prepared whatever God allows to happen. As you and I, if we know what's going to happen, it doesn't mean that we're going to respond well to it or even be prepared well for it. What really matters is that whatever happens, we have enough word of God in us at the very base of our essence, the very spirit, being very, very prepared in the spirit, whatever goes down. And you and I don't know what's going to go down. The one thing I can be sure of is that Jesus is going to be on the throne whenever it does. And as long as I'm with Jesus, I am well prepared. So, Pastor, I I just want to spend another minute on this point of prophecy. Um, I I almost want to put quotations over that because um, there's a lot of false prophecy out there, and the Scripture tells us as much. There seems to be such an obsession amongst Christians with what is going to happen. And I know you just addressed this, but I really want to hammer this point home. When the Lord is coming back, who's going to be elected? When am I going to get my breakthrough? But I personally have not in my walk with the Lord experienced an insatiable need to know. And what I found is when the Lord does give me some insight into something, it's almost always a matter of faith, is it not? It is. It is because, you know, times are in God's hands. Times and seasons are are his business, not my business. Faithfulness is my business. So whatever the times, whatever the seasons bring, God is looking for faith. The scripture says, and Jesus asked, he says, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on the earth? And I believe that is the question that we need to to spend time pondering uh, and, and spend time contemplating much more. When Jesus comes for me, will he find me walking by faith? Will he find me believing in him and believing for him uh, in every situation? That's the most important question. And if we can keep our mind on that, once again, we'll be prepared whatever happens. Who gets elected and who doesn't get elected? Almost every person that I heard prophesy about that in, in the last major election in our country um, prophesied poorly. Uh, and, and so per, just perhaps it's not about that. It's not about telling people what's going to happen. But for people in my position who get a chance to speak the word of God to others, it's about preparing them no matter what happens. Pastor, that word prepared, it says in Proverbs 24, verse 27, prepare your work outside, get everything ready for yourself in the field, and after that, build your house. So I just want to talk about this scripture for a moment because it feels very personal. When I read it, I think of hard. The word work jumps off the page at me. Prepare your work. Pastor, can you just talk about what this means practically, tangibly? Sure. It it means you and I having a proper view of the order of things. Prepare your work in the field and then build your house, which we can get ahead of ourselves sometimes. And and we can start building that for which we have not laid a firm enough, deep enough, broad enough foundation. And I believe it has to do with our personalities. It, It has to do with our the character that God would have us to develop as Christians. God uses time 
to do a perfect thing or a complete thing, a whole and healthy thing in all of us. And so I believe that passage just speaks of us taking our time and allowing God to build the knowledge of Christ in us before we begin to build either ministry or lives uh, that we live upon a foundation that once again is not quite broad enough, not quite complete. Let patience have its perfect work, James says in James chapter one. And uh, and, and patience is, uh, I think, is one of the most underrated <laughs> gifts of all because we all would like to be patient, but nobody really likes to wait. But God says wait and to be still. The man, the woman, the child that waits on the Lord renews his strength. He will mount up on wings like an eagle. He will run and not go weary walk and not faint. God will give us perspective. He'll give us energy and he'll give us character to get through everything that the season set before us. And so, uh, yes, preparing your work in the field means that there's a foundation to be laid. There's, there, it takes time to, to lay that proper foundation for whatever God is going to do so that when we begin building on that foundation, that it stands and we're building on the foundation of the rock and that rock is Jesus Christ. God is doing something. Give him time and space to do it. Pastor, I've heard you say that God is not preparing us for anything but heaven. If you're prepared for heaven, then you will be prepared for everything else. So it says, Pastor, in Matthew 26, 40 through 41, and, and this was a scripture that I came across as as uh, we were preparing for this conversation. It says, and he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, so could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So that last part in particular, Pastor, the spirit indeed is willing. When I think about the preparation that the Lord is working into me, that the Lord is working into us, I think about that which he is doing in the spirit, man. Can you just talk about that? Right. Uh, There's such a tendency for you and me to be Um, captivated by what's going on around us. Uh, That's understandable. We are spirit. uh, We have a soul and we're housed in this body, this flesh, and we live in the world, a natural world. And our lives are a picture, should be a picture of what it is for those three parts of us to live together in harmony and live together in order. In other words, uh, we're spiritually grounded and spiritually founded so that the life that we live in our soul and our mind, emotions, and, and will adhere to and are founded on our spiritual foundation. And then, you know, the, the life we live in these bodies are a testimony to Jesus Christ. And, and that's what we have to keep our eyes on because there will be challenges that come to us in our lives. And if we try to deal with those challenges in our natural state on a natural strength or the strength of our intellect or our emotions or our will, then we will fail the test in a crucial moment, uh, just as uh, Peter, James, and John did when they were sleeping uh, when Jesus asked them to watch. We, too, will be asleep when it is time to watch if we are not spiritually rooted and grounded. That's why it's so important for us to remember what you mentioned earlier that it's most important to realize that God is not preparing us for things that happen on earth. God's preparing us for heaven. And if we're prepared for heaven, if we're prepared spiritually, if we're built up in the spirit, then we will deal well with whatever we experience here on the earth. Pastor, I'm, I'm just struck by the fact that this spiritual, this, this heavenly pr- preparation puts us in a, in a strange and and perhaps even lonely place. Would you agree with that sentiment? I I would. Uh, The Scripture calls us pilgrims and strangers in the earth. If we're going to walk with Jesus, it's a difficult thing. 
but it's pretty futile uh, for us to try to be uh, a part of what's going on in the world and a part of what's going on in heaven. Yeah, Pastor, and just to add to that, um, it says in John chapter 3, verse 8, the wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. So I'm just reminded that just as his kingdom is not of this world, neither is the spirit-filled man. Therefore, it, it's probably a fool's errand to try and understand God's man, right? It is, and it's uh, it's a fool's errand also for God's man to try to understand his own life. <laughs> because God's in control of the life of the man who gives himself to God, of the woman who gives herself to God. Things will happen uh, according to, uh, strictly according to his clock and his calendar. The scripture you read says uh, spiritual people come and they go and nobody knows where they came from. Nobody knows where they go. But what they know is that the effect that they have on the atmosphere and, and the happenings and the people around them, because they're like the wind. It's not something you can see with the eyes. It's something you have to see with the eyes of the spirit. Pastor, I just want to talk about a couple of points of preparation. Uh, the first one is Christian character, and the next one is playing ball with God, something that we talk about often in our church. And and so for starters, Pastor, I've heard you say that everyone has personality, but not everyone has Christian character. And when I think about character, I think about being made more and more into the image of the Son. I think about Christ uh, literally being worked in me. Is that accurate, Pastor? I believe so, Cody. I always say that everyone has personality. All Christians have a personality that, that's given to us as people, but not everyone has what we would call character, Christian character. And I define character is that personality that we've been given. When we give it over to God, that personality is now developed and matured and brought forth in the power of the Holy Spirit. Someone with Christian character is that person that's given themselves to the Lord, and now the Lord is shaping that personality. And when the Lord is shaping our personality, we then call it character. So, Pastor... Playing ball with God. I know this is something that you've instructed us to do, to play ball with God. Can you just talk about what that means, what it looks like? Yes. Um, there's something that I do, uh, and you know this because uh, you've been present. Uh, when I'm teaching, I'll, I'll have a tennis ball or something, <laughs> and I'll just randomly, without warning, uh, throw it to someone in the congregation, in the audience that I'm speaking to. It's a real surprise. Nobody expected me to do that. And the question is, is what are they going to do with what I've thrown them? Now, some people just hold it because they're not sure, you know, what I'm after. But uh, those who have, have experienced this know to throw me the ball back. And so they'll throw the ball back, and I'll throw it to the next person, and they'll throw the ball back. The reason I do that is to illustrate a point. If I throw you the ball and you hold the ball, the game is over. And that's in any game. That's in any sport where a ball is part of the game. If you just hold the ball and stand there or hold the ball and walk away, then the game is over. That's how you know the game is over. Someone holds the ball or takes the ball. But if you throw the ball back, the game continues. That's how it is with the Lord. When the Lord speaks to you and me, we can take what he says and we can run with it. We can take what he says and we can do all kinds of things. We can take what he says. We can just try to accomplish what God has shown us. We can go run off and we do what I call holding the ball. But if God speaks to you and me and gives us instruction, 
I think it's wisest to go right back to God with that instruction and ask him for further instruction, ask him for direction on what that next step looks like. And I think God is waiting for us when he speaks to us to speak back to him, keeping the conversation going. Paul puts it like this, pray without ceasing. And praying without ceasing means to keep a continual conversation with God going. When he speaks to you, speak back to him. When you speak to him, if he's playing ball with you, he's going to speak back to you. The question is, is is God willing to play ball with us? And if he's willing to play ball with us, it's because he knows we won't hold the ball. We will come back to him. We will pray, as Paul says, without ceasing. And that accomplishes what God is after, because what God is after is you and I going about what he said to us the way he would have us go about it. And that's why we keep the conversation going with God, because his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And no matter... If I do receive instruction from God, I still need continual instruction from God and direction as I walk in the way that he pointed me to. Pastor, I'm just particularly encouraged that the Lord is doing this. Uh, When I think about preparation, my natural proclivity is, what do I need to do? But I'm reminded that he is doing this when I read this passage out of Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. It says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. That's particularly encouraging for me, Pastor, because what it reminds me of is the fact that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. When I read that, I don't necessarily think I can do this, but it feels like a lighter weight than the weight and the burden that I place on myself. That's right. Um, Cody, we are his workmanship. We don't hear that word used very often, um, but we are the works of his hands. Uh, The thing that God is doing, by the way, the things that God is doing are not around us. Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is within. So the real work God is doing is within us. And that's a very important perspective to have so that we're not continually either disappointed by what we see around us or trying to manipulate or change what's around us. You know, God did not put us in the world to change the world. Uh, And I think it's a real misconception of Christians that God has sent us to change the world. God never sent us to change the world. We are to be the change that God is after. He's changing us. God is doing something, and the thing that he's doing is in us. And so this conversation that we have going back and forth with God, even after we've received his instructions, especially after we've received his instructions, that is really the point because what God is doing is not around us. It's within us. That is where the kingdom and all of the benefits of the kingdom, all the growth that the kingdom brings to us, it happens inside of us. And then what's happening inside of us is exported through our witness. Uh, And I just think that's a good perspective to have as as we try to walk wisely in the world. Pastor, you uh, just said that what God is doing, he's doing within us. He's changing us. I think about how personal that is, and I'm reminded that he makes all things new. The scripture says, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his soul? Likewise, what good is it for me if the Lord changes everything around me, but I remain the same? So, as we uh, just dive into this conversation, I'm particularly encouraged because just as the Word tells us that the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus Christ, what I'm hearing, Pastor, and what I'm receiving is it's the character of Christ that he's working into me. Absolutely. The, the book of Acts teaches us that we were first called Christians. People of God were first called Christians in Antioch, the city of Antioch. 
And the meaning of that word is little Christ. It didn't mean what we think it means today or what many seem to think it means today. It means that people behaved in such a way that it brought to mind the man Jesus Christ. That's what it meant then. That's what the word Christian means today. And if we can get a hold of that, I think it really puts us back on the path that God would have us to be. Christ was not given us, once again, to change the world or impose the will of God or the ways of God on the world. Um, That is not biblical, uh, and it is not productive. But we ourselves are called to grow in the character of Christ, which is God working our personalities and developing our personalities according to the dictates and the leadership of the Holy Spirit. When people see us to this very day, they ought to look at us and say, oh, that's what Christ looks like. That's what happened when uh, Peter and John were, at one point in the book of Acts, were brought before the leaders of the day that were harassing them and that were persecuting them. And they looked at them and realized that they were not educated men. They called them untrained and uneducated, but they noted they had been with Jesus. That's what they noticed about them. They were Christians. And that's what people should notice about us today. Yeah, that's really the point, isn't it, Pastor? Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what what I'm struck by is the fact that Jesus is the definition of preparation. There's nothing that surprises him. There's nothing that catches him off guard. The scripture says he's a warrior, that he's mighty in battle. And so when I think about some of my starkest, um, most surprising and difficult challenges in life, the thing that got me through was this waiting on God, this this prayer, <laughs> this this watching, this playing ball that we've talked about. When I run to him, the word says uh, that he's a strong tower and that I'm safe. And so it's Jesus that it is, has, and will continue to prepare me. That's really what I'm hearing today, Pastor. That's right. And Jesus is your preparation. When we get to the destination <laughs> that God is bringing us all to, it's going to be all about Jesus. It's not going to be um, about some desired end of things or two things. It's going to be about Jesus. And any and everything in the Christian life, if we're growing in God, is becoming about Jesus. Now, that's hard work because, once again, we live in these bodies and and we have our mind, emotion, and will, and they don't always line up. In fact, they never really line up with Christ until Christ is in us. And that's the whole point. The Lord gave us the Holy Spirit. He dwells in us to do one thing and one thing only, and that's to conform us, transform us into the image of Jesus Christ. That can only happen when I'm willing to die to myself so Christ can come alive in that same place where I've laid my life down. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of Things I Wish Someone Told Me About God. We hope you found this discussion stimulating and enjoyable, as well as uplifting. So much so, that you'll tell a friend or two and listen in again. Pastor Eric and I will be back with the next episode shortly. Until then, may God bless and strengthen you in your walk with Him. On behalf of Pastor Eric, I'm Cody Willis, praying God's best for you.